This is Hockey Central on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Here we go on a Monday. Kelly Kirsch and Logan Gordon right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Busy show today before the boys take over for the big show at 2 o'clock. We're going to hear from associate coach Kirk Muller as he was a guest uh, with the guys after the game last night. Yes, Flames Radio underway yesterday with a Flames preseason game against the Edmonton Oilers. The score, as you've been hearing all day, not good. 4 nothing. They lose to the Oilers. It is the first of eight preseason games. Well, to uh, find out what happened last night and a preview of tonight, as it's the Flames and Vancouver from Abbotsford, let's talk to Lou. Flames insider Peter Lubardius, brought to you by the Gemini Group Home Renovations. Your home renovations should be a reflection of who you are. Give your home the Gemini difference. The Gemini Group, now offering Air Miles Reward Miles. Visit GeminiGroup.ca. Well, Lou, despite what the Edmonton Journal had on their uh, byline this morning where they thought it was uh, an absolute beatdown and this was just, you know, one of those battles of Alberta for, for the ages. Not quite like, like that, but certainly not uh, not really the game they wanted to start. Uh, give me your thoughts on, on, on some takeaways from last night as uh, the Flames got their preseason underway with a 4 nothing loss. Well, let's start with uh, the most positive performance of the night, which was the 21-save effort of goaltender Dan Vladar, who the Flames sent a third-round pick to the Boston Bruins for, and the big six-foot-five, 24-year-old from the Czech Republic. Not only Kelly did he make some really good saves, and you'll hear this from Kirk Muller further coming up, but I really liked his battle level. Um, so. He, for me, was the best player on a night where the Flames were outshot 49-15, to um, spent the majority of the night in their own end. They lost Tyler Pitlick early in the game. No update there. Lost him in the first, tried one shift in the second, one of the Flames' key newcomers. Now you're down to 11 forwards. And, and the other part of the story last night, which... Um, you know, if I was Paul Harvey, there wouldn't be a long version of the rest of the story, but the rest of the story is this. You do not want to be in the penalty box seven times down a forward in your first preseason game when you're trying to get in a rhythm with new people and uh, evaluate. So that is truly one of those games, Kelly, that if we learned anything about it, and you're going to hear very shortly from Daryl Sutter, you know, your defensive core, and we're not going to see much of Tanev or Noah Hannafin early in the preseason for obvious reasons. So they didn't play. But the other four, four of the other gentlemen that you think could be opening day people, um, you know, Zadorov, Goodbranson, uh, Rasmus Anderson, Yusuf Alamaki, it was, it was a tough night. Now, it's not all on them. And there were, you know, Rasmus, I would suggest, was the best of that bunch. But as you hear from Daryl Sutter, how they handled things in their own end of the rink was uh, not what they were hoping for. Oh, I just think we were, our defense were not good enough below the goal line to get the pucks and move pucks. So it was tough to get a rhythm. Yeah, rhythm would be one thing, and it was one of those things that really started probably, what, about five minutes in the first yes. period. The onslaught happened, and, and uh, 
you know, listening to you guys and watching on on Flames.com, you could just see that that just the defensive uh, play just was was a bit a fire drill a lot of times. It just wasn't what they wanted it to be. But I mean, I, I you know, I think everyone is is okay. This is the first game of the preseason. Uh, it, you know, is it concerning? Mildly, but I'll I'll just remember uh, the year was 1999, Lou, and the Flames mm-hmm. the Flames won every single game of the uh, of the preseason and then lost their first four in the regular season. So uh, we know oh, when the games first... count. So like like let's keep it in perspective, I guess, right? Yeah, well, well, you have to keep it in proper perspective, and the players, you know, that you wanted to see more from in some ways are players too that you know, you'd like to think are knocking on the door. And Kelly, that was just one that, to be frank, you put in the trash bin. Yeah, like we're not going to sit there and worry about it, but yeah, for sure. No, but if you are, you know, some of the players, and, and I thought Glenn Godden was arguably, you know, when you think about people in contention, probably the one forward who acquitted himself quite well last night. And and that was hard to find, but you know, whether it's Martin Pospisil, whether it's, you know, Jacob Pelche, you know, and some of the others, well, that was, that was a pretty quick introduction to tonight. You're back at it. And, you know, if you want to stay around longer, you need to be better. Yeah. Let's. I want to kind of go back. You talked about the goaltender, and um, you know we we heard about him when when he got you know traded. And I was like, okay, that looks like the uh, one of the favorites to be uh, Markstrom's backup. And what I saw, and you were there, uh, great lateral movement for a big tall guy. And uh, I mean, one, it's a small sample size, but they uh, it it wasn't like they eased him into the game because he uh, he had Ooh. to be ready right away. So in, in some ways, that's good, Lou. It, it is good, and I don't think there's much question when you give up a draft pick um, and a third round pick. Jordan Sigalette, my understanding, you know, really really high on this young man, Kelly. The other part is he's in that proper window. He played in five games last year. Yes, a lot was made of the fact that he had a rough night against the Washington Capitals, but he also started his career with a 34 save effort on 35 shots against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So one outing really made his NHL numbers and he only played five games, but he's been really good the last couple of years in the American hockey league. And you're right. He's got great size. He's athletic. And I loved his battle level last night. So I I think there's no question they want him to be the guy. I would be shocked if he isn't the guy come October 16th. And he sure as heck didn't hurt his cause last night. Now, as far as tonight is concerned, and, you know, even his pal last night, Adam Werner, tough spot to go into the game. Nothing was going very well. You go in cold, had one tough one wasn't quite to the same level as Vladar. He'll start tonight, so they'll go reverse. Last night it was Vladar early, Werner late. I expect the reverse tonight in Abbotsford. Lou, some interesting uh, chances for guys. As usual in preseason, it's a 
pretty young lineup heading to Abbotsford tonight, but the top line features somebody playing a position that we haven't seen them play a lot of since they've come to Calgary, and that's Dylan Dubé. He'll center a line between Andrew Mangiapane and uh, Brett Ritchie. An interesting move. I, I liked hearing Daryl talk about why he's putting Dubé in that spot tonight and the value for a young player trying to find his way to have multiple positions available for him to play but as some people might forget, Dylan Dubé came into this organization as a center and gets a chance to show Daryl and everybody else what he can still do with that position tonight. Dylan Dubé played center his whole minor hockey career. Um, you know, the first opportunity for him to play on the wing, Logan, at a significant event was at the World Junior Championship, and he did that incredibly well in 2017 and 2018, and, you know, was coming off an 11-goal, 22-point season. But, yes, all his way through the great years in Kelowna, um, you know, his minor hockey prior to that, he's a center iceman. And, you know, when Team Canada and a lot of other teams get named for the Olympics, Logan, they will be center heavy. You, you can never have enough versatility and enough centermen and and the fact of the matter is and and I'm the first one to say I am expecting big things in his career from Dylan Dubé I I truly believe that um I think we even saw some evidence in the playoffs in the bubble that when the stage is lit brightly this guy's never shied away but he has not found necessarily uh Mr. Kirsch his slotting spot as of yet on this hockey team and the flames, you can't be deep enough down the middle. He's got great speed. Um, you know, he has the puck in his hands more in a good scenario. And here's the other caveat that I'm going to add to it about the evaluation and getting him more comfortable. I can't think of a better position to put him in then on a night where he's going to see a lot of Bo Horvat likely and JT Miller. So that's a quality indoctrination in terms of the types of people you're going to go up against. This is Hockey Central right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan, we've got Flames hockey for you tonight. Late start in Abbotsford as the Flames and Canucks will go at it. It is the uh, Canucks' new home for their AHL team. Beautiful rink, the Abbotsford uh, Arena there. So we'll find out what goes on. Our pregame starts at 7, play-by-play at 8. We're chatting with Peter Labardius. And they're going to, you know, obviously three games in four nights. Lou, they're going to have to switch some guys in and out. And on the defense, got some different options tonight with a, a bit of a focus on a guy that, you know, we just keep hoping that is going to get a little bit more of a break and show us a little bit more when he gets the chance and that's Oliver Shillington. Yeah, Oliver Shillington looks like he'll be on a pairing tonight with former LA Kings product Kevin Gravel. And Shillington played in six games last season. And Kelly, late in the year, he was very frank on a post-game show with us about his disappointment, his utilization. And frankly, I was quite surprised understanding that he didn't have a lot of leverage at that point. Um, I was somewhat surprised that they found a way to make a deal. And the left side of this defense is far from completely 
carved out. Now he's on a two-way deal, but you know, he's continued to mature. Uh, Daryl said this morning he likes the way he thinks the game. I don't think he's ever been, you know, shy on his confidence and his ability. He keeps coming back. And he was asked this morning just where he is, not only physically, but mentally going into this preseason. I think my uh, overall game, just uh, being reliable in, in both ends and uh, um, a good two-way defenseman. Yeah, and I think with that, Oliver, you know, from what I have seen in the last few years, it's just that that one or two big mistakes, guys, that he he will make. He can usually skate himself out of trouble, but he will make a kind of a weird play once in a while that it's just so noticeable. Lou, is that is that where he's got to kind of focus on on, on just kind of keeping that, you know, between the ears and and concentrating the entire game? I couldn't have put it better myself especially in the roles he's been in, Kelly, which is, you know, in the five or six position in your third type pairing. When you play those, let's say, 10 to 14 minutes, what you really need to be is reliable and you need to defend well. You can't afford to turn games in a different direction because of what you talked about, the big mistake. There is a lot like skating ability, Kelly, from the first time I saw him as a teenager, like off the charts. And I'll never forget the conversation in San Jose that I had a couple of years ago with Dominic Pittis, who part of the, was part of the Flames coaching staff. And he said he saw a progression in Oliver, always has the ability to skate out of trouble, but for Oliver, I'd use one sentence. Less is more. Yeah. So make, use your feet, make the simple outlet. That sounds easy on the radio. They're never that easy. And then make yourself available going up the ice. And it, it has. It's been, you know, a big mistake here, a big mistake there that, you know, is has proven costly in some ways for him, his skill set. If he could ever find his way, Kelly, into more of a top four scenario, whether it's yeah. here or maybe somewhere else, where the role is different, you have more time and, and, and you're probably afforded more of a luxury. But you don't have that luxury if you're in that 10 to 12-minute yeah. window, yeah. if that makes sense. You might get a little more rope in that situation. That's where I was going to go because I'm wondering about a situation where, I mean, he is lights out in the AHL when he plays down there. He plays in all the big situations. He's, you know, he's relied on, you know, very heavily. But then it's a different situation and a different sort of stage and a different role for him when he comes to the NHL. And I'm wondering if that is maybe holding him back a little bit. Well, I, you know, I just made mention of it. In some ways, you know, I see him at his best with more ice time and more of an ability to use his gifts. But you need this first step, Kelly, before you get to step number two. And you just, if you're going to play those types of minutes in that role, I need you to make sure the puck stays out of our net first. 
before I'm concerned about it going in at the other end. As for tonight, Lou, it was interesting to hear the coach a bit uh, after last night's game and then even uh, in his press conference a little bit today talking about uh, there's some guys on this roster that didn't show out very well last night and maybe have one more opportunity tonight uh, to go about their business a little bit differently. What did you make, A, of, of some of those guys last night and who are you looking for to have a bit of a bounce back tonight in Abbotsford? Well, you know, guys that I'm going to look at even closer tonight are Adam Ruzicka. I thought it was a tough night, and I've really liked them all week for Martin Pospisil. Those guys would be right on the top of my list. I have no worries, really, about Jacob Pelche and what he's going to bring to the table. Um, so those are three guys up front, for sure. Um, another opportunity for Connor Mackey. Um, you know, who I would phrase as he was okay last night. He'll be on a pairing with newcomer Nick DeSimone, who is a right-handed shooting, good skater, more offensive, lots of American Hockey League experience under his belt. Um, so, you know, those are the types of people. And, you know, another player, frankly, is... Yusuf Alamaki, and he goes right back in. He's going to play with Mr. Steady Eddie himself, Michael Stone, and and see how he comes back from a night where it was, you know, we've talked about it at length. I heard it all morning. It was very true. It was just, it was a pretty miserable night in their own end of the rink. It will be better tonight, but they will be facing, you know, it's a pretty good Vancouver lineup that they're going to go in there today and face. Well, I was just going to say, how do you evaluate when you run into these preseason games like this? Because we know that it's often, especially for Vancouver, they're showing off uh, their new AHL team tonight. You want to create a good relationship with the fan base there. So they're talking an NHL heavy lineup, whereas the Flames, you know, some of these guys are frankly playing out of their depth, right? Where they are in their career progression. It's not like we we're expecting some of these guys to, hang with the elite of the NHL that Vancouver brings. So how do you evaluate that, Lou, when you're going to be watching tonight and, and you're going to see some of these younger flames going up against more established NHL veterans? I'll leave a little teaser, radio tease. I just might ask this very question to Daryl Sutter. In a minute. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> just, just might ask that very question. Um, Here's what I'd say, Logan. I can't think of a better way to evaluate young people than playing them against more veteran lineups. I'm always more intrigued in the preseason when potential players for the NHL play on the road because of a more heavy veteran-based lineup the majority of the time. So I think it is the best. And if you can prosper in situations like tonight where there's more responsibility, you're playing against a lot of veteran NHL people, I can't think of a better opportunity to see exactly where prospects are than situations like tonight. Daryl said something like that earlier, didn't he? He likes to see how guys play against the big boys. I'm I'm gonna I'm not trying to give it away, but 
Yeah, he might have went down that road. You're killing my keys, Lou. No, I'm just, I'm just saying. I think that's, I think you're on the right page, I, I Lou. Think, I think that's what he's referring to, Lou. What? Um, <laughs> what I mean, it's gonna be busy. We got uh, Vancouver tonight, Seattle Wednesday, which will be interesting for uh, for the fans to look at the Kraken for the first time, and then Vancouver, I guess, on on Friday. Uh, what is the plan for for you guys in terms of uh, getting out to to Abbotsford and then back home, kind of thing? And I mean, it's it's a lot of hockey and a lot of practicing and a lot of looking at different players, all kind of in a in a confined space here. Well, we uh, are leaving midway through this afternoon for Abbotsford. It's about an hour and fifteen minute flight. We'll I'm sure take the bus straight to the arena. Be there, call the game, um, get out of Dodge, I'm sure, as quickly as possible. Get back here losing the hour, so it'll be a late night and a very long day. And they are actually having two groups of practice tomorrow at 11 and 1. I understand that the day off this week for the group looks like it's going to be on Thursday. And, of course, there's uh, the Seattle Kraken coming to town on Wednesday. This will be interesting. Okay, Lou, we will talk to you tomorrow after the game. We'll listen for you tonight with Pat and Derek for sure. Yeah, looking forward to it. Flames Insider, Peter Lubardius, brought to you by the Gemini Group Home Renovations. Your home renovations should be a reflection of who you are. Give your home the Gemini difference. The Gemini Group, now offering Air Miles Reward Miles. Visit GeminiGroup.ca. Busy here at Sportsnet 960 The Fan. We had our first preseason game last night. We've got hockey for you tonight, pregame at 7, and then play-by-play at 8, and then tomorrow it's baseball, Blue Jays, Yankees. We'll do that Tuesday and Thursday, and sandwich the uh, Flames and Seattle game on Wednesday. And an absolute must for the Blue Jays as they're trying to chase down a wild-card slot. Uh, they got to get there. They're a game out right now. We'll see what happens as they're chasing uh, Boston and New York. Coming up on Wednesday, the show hits the road. The morning guys hit the road to... Uh, to beautiful Canmore for the grand opening of Can Golf. They're going to tell you the story of this amazing facility. Um, it's really cool. I mean, if, if a lot of people obviously go out to uh, Banff and Canmore in the mountains, and this is just another reason why you should head out there and just check out their world-class simulators, the best of the Bow Valley food, the beverages. It's it's a really amazing spot. It is your one-stop, uh, especially in the wintertime. You want to keep your game going, just head out there and do your thing. Uh, Can Golf, the newest hotspot in Canmore, five state-of-the-art simulators. So here's the deal. The guys are going to go out. They'll do their show on Wednesday. We got our winner, Dan Mann. And, uh, yes, that is his real name, Dan the Man, only on Sportsnet 960. But he is, uh, him and his buddies are going to join uh, the crew out there. They got their clubs, and they're just going to follow all the uh, AHS protocols like we always do. But we'll tell uh, the story of Can Golf coming up. On Wednesday, we'll uh, hear from uh, Flames associate coach Kurt Muller. The name, the legend, we'll uh, talk to, hear about how he got to Calgary and why he thinks it's a great fit. We'll do that next right here on Sportsnet 960. Live and loud, smack dab in the middle of downtown Calgary. Sportsnet 960, the band. Live 24-7 from the Iconic Studio. Powered by Iconic Electric and Controls. Telecommunications, it's Iconic. Follow them on Twitter at Iconic EC. Sportsnet 960, the band. The pandemic ends for no one until it ends for everyone. 
UNICEF is leading the procurement and delivery of 2 billion COVID-19 vaccines to countries around the world. An effort of this scale has never been done before. By donating to UNICEF Canada by September 30th, Canadians have the opportunity to make a difference and support the vaccination of millions of people in lower-income countries. Every dollar donated by September 30th will be matched by the Canadian government. Donate today at unicef.ca or use your phone and text VACCINES to 45678 to donate $10. Sportsnet 960 The Fan is on the Radio Player Canada app. Cast Sportsnet 960 from the app to a nearby TV with a Google Home or any Chromecast-enabled device. What would you call a new crispy chicken sidekick made by Subway sandwich experts with seasoned chicken breast free from artificial flavors, a crispy golden brown coating, and freshly prepared just for you? At Subway, we call it the complete package. Introducing our new crispy chicken sidekick, only $3.99, only at Subway, and only here for a limited time. Subway, eat fresh. Freshly prepared for your order. Limited time at participating restaurants. Extras additional plus tax. Tuesday on CBC, two new series. Hamilton East Animal Shelter. We love animals. Starting with strays. I did a surgical rotation in Tonga, so I think I can trim your cat's nails without guidance. Then it's moonshine. Hi, Felicia Finley. Leave my piece of the moonshine to my least hated niece, Lydia. Are you kidding me? A dysfunctional family with a legacy of drama. The level of your betrayal is Shakespearean. Watch them both, Tuesday at 8.30, 9 in Newfoundland on CPC and CBC Gem. If you feel like curling up and listening to a sci-fi self-help romantic comedy about two long-lost sea turtles who, after a heartwarming reunion, turned to a life of crime because an underwater apocalypse gave rise to a mutant race of mind-controlling parrotfish, Audible may not be able to help you. If you're looking for pretty much anything else, Audible's got you covered. Now with unlimited access to thousands of select audiobooks, originals, and podcasts. Listen free for 30 days with trial on audible.ca. Just a short six months ago, Terry, a mid-level manager, found the gateway to the corporate escalator. That's right. Terry's on the Orchard Express. Where will he step off? Anywhere he wants. How did he do it? By saving his company loads by switching their annual HVAC and refrigeration maintenance contract to Gateway Mechanical. Find your gateway to the corporate escalator. Save your company 10% or more by switching your commercial HVAC or refrigeration contract to Gateway Mechanical. Visit gatewaymechanical.ca slash switch. Boomer, Rhett Warner, and Ryan Pinder will be live from the Can Golf Grand Opening in Canmore on Wednesday. Can Golf features five world-class golf widescreen simulators, including one with balance plates and cameras for advanced instruction. Book your visit now at cangolfcanmore.ca. Mountains, golf, talking sports, and the guys away from home for a night. Whew, oh boy. The morning show on the road in Canmore for Can Golf. The a new hotspot in Canmore featuring five state-of-the-art simulators, a best-of-the-bow food and drinks menu, plus an event space boasting spectacular mountain views. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Trending right now in Calgary. It's another preseason game day for the Calgary Flames tonight. They're in Abbotsford, B.C., getting set to take on the Canucks after a 4-0 loss to the Oilers last night. The Flames will turn to Adam Warner in goal to get the start in net. Expect him to split time with Dan Vladar. Same plan as yesterday for the Flames goaltenders. Pat Steinberg has your Calgary Flames warm-up tonight. 
from the Envision Custom Renovations Hot Stove Lounge at 7 p.m. He'll take you all the way up to puck drop at 8 o'clock with Derek Wills and Peter Labardius on the call. Flames and Canucks right here on Sportsnet 960, the fan. Four other NHL preseason matchups across the NHL tonight, including Toronto and Montreal dropping the puck at 5 o'clock. And then later tonight from Arizona, the Coyotes hosting the Kings. And the NFL week ends off with Monday Night Football tonight. A classic NFC East matchup between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Both teams 1-1 one and one on the season. Looking to go to 2-1 and one with a win tonight. Kickoff goes just after 6-15. You're listening to you Hockey Central at noon here on Sports Hockey Central. I did the noon thing, Kirsch. <laughs> You're listening to Hockey Central at 1 here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hockey Central continues on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Set up a little swear jar, hey? Damn. Except I don't have any money anymore. I don't no, carry, no. I don't carry any money. Yeah, that's true. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Just a little tap. <sighs> My goodness. Big show coming up at 2 o'clock. Boy's got a full show. I mean, there's so much going on. It's absolutely our favorite time. We, we totally love it. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. So, uh, And we haven't even... Later on this week, we can start talking Riders Stampeders. Haven't even got that nonsense from you guys yet. Haven't, haven't heard the ripping just yet. Although, I think it might be a little more quiet this time around. Mm. I don't know what you're talking about. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what's going or on. Or it might it. just be louder on the other side if it doesn't it, go your way. It could be. <laughs> the Riders play the Stampeders three times. Hockey Central continues on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Set up a little swear jar, hey? Damn. Except I don't have any money anymore. I don't no. Carry, uh, I don't carry any money. Yeah, that's true. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Just a little tap. Ah, thing. My goodness. Big show coming up at 2 o'clock. Boy's got a full show. I mean, there's so much going on. It's absolutely our favorite time. We, we totally love it. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. So, uh, And we haven't even... Later on this week, we can start talking Riders Stampeders. Haven't even got that nonsense from you guys yet. Haven't haven't heard the ripping just yet. Although I think it might be a little more quiet this time around. Mm, I don't mm, know what you're talking about. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what's going or on. Or it might that. just be louder on the other side if it doesn't it, go your way. It could be. <laughs> the Riders play the Stampeders three times in a row or something like that. Kind of a weird schedule. So we'll find out. What happens with that? We got the Flames training camp. I mean, we got our first Hitman game coming up on the weekend, too. We got all kinds of stuff going on. It's awesome. And, of course, some massive baseball games right here. So uh, tomorrow, the guys will take over. Will and Pat will start at uh, 1 o'clock for Rocky Central at noon. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and, uh, and go right till 5, and we'll get first pitch for you with uh, uh, the uh, a lot more people at Rogers Center. So looking forward to that as uh, they got to. They got three massive. We'll know. We'll know by Thursday where, where we're at, probably. Yep. So that's how that goes. It's been a fun ride, a ride that I didn't expect to be on for the Blue Jays. So this this late. So we'll take it. Uh, Kirk Muller. It was uh, I don't know, maybe a surprise to some people when Daryl Sutter uh, named him associate coach, a name that uh, is synonymous with uh, the Montreal Canadiens, New Jersey Devils. I mean, he uh, had an incredible playing career, and obviously just parlayed that into a coaching career and the guys had him in the uh the old hot stove lounge last night to talk about the game they, they talked a little bit about the four nothing loss but more so okay kind of a little storytelling from kirk like how, how did how did that happen like how how did it the relationship get to the point where he makes his move out to calgary yeah no it's been great it's been great it's always been a great hockey town and uh started dougie gilmore you know before coming out here and 
you know, uh, he certainly enjoyed uh, his time here and uh, said nothing but great things. And so great fans. It's always fun to be a part of an organization in Canada like this. And, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful city, passionate fans. And uh, as far as the staff and all that, we're, you know, we're getting to, you know, know the, the staff from Stockton as well as here. For me, trying to just get around to get to know the players and the personnel that are part of the organization. So it takes some time, and so far it's been good. So uh, we'll just keep building and making this uh, stronger. Kirk, I know you've addressed it a little bit, but why at this point in your career was this a real good fit and a real good position for you? Well, I think that it came down to uh, when Daryl phoned me, you know, and uh, just said, hey, listen, uh, you know, uh, there's an opportunity here that, uh, you know, you can come work with me and uh, the rest of the staff. And, and it's a new challenge. You know, it's uh, we're in the hockey world, and it's funny, some people like to – get up and uh you know live in the same spot or year after year and not change but uh i think this keeps you refreshed you know i had some uh great times in montreal and some great memories and uh you know it was uh you know it was nice to be a part of that organization but this is a new uh beginning a new challenge new players new guys and uh and i'm excited it's uh i'm excited for to to work with these guys here in uh, calgary in the preseason we always talk about how forward lines and defense pairings have to develop chemistry and that takes time what about a coaching staff? Because you come in to the Flames organization as an associate coach. Cal mm-hmm. McLean promoted from head coach of the Stockton Heat to a assistant coach of the Calgary Flames. Does it take some time for you guys to find that chemistry as well? Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, and I think that was the thing that uh, excited me when Daryl was like, hey, listen, you know, we, we'd like to, you know, get some new ideas from, you know, for me coming in from uh, a team in the East and uh, Kale was down Stockton. So basically uh, – you know, you know, there's some some parts of the game that I see differently that uh, maybe you know weren't uh, you know into the system last year and all that. But he's open. But you know, we're it's going to take a little time to get this uh, in the place. I mean, you know, what happens that it's one game here tonight. But you know, it's a long camp this year, and that's the one thing we got a lot of games, we got a lot of practices, and so there's uh, I think that's the big thing we got to remember is that uh we, it's going to take us time to get the you know a lot of new guys new chemistry some new ideas and and uh just keep building and building and make sure that we're ready to go for opening night final question kind of picking up on that you played you played more than 1300 games you've been a head coach you've been an associate coach what what is the best way in your experience to to ramp a team up so that after the preseason and training camp they're they're ready to hit the ground running for uh, game number one of the regular season well, I think because we have so many new guys this year, I think it's – I like the idea that we've put the A group right, right together right away. You know, so, you know, and for the practices right now, throwing the systems in, throwing the – you know, seeing what combinations. It might take a few games. Uh, you know, these first two or three are, you know, seeing players, you know, that are young in the system, giving them an opportunity to showcase themselves. But then right after that, it's like, hey, let's get the work. Let's get the lines. Let's get everything together. Let's be sharp. Let's, let's, let's know our system. And, uh, and and run that so that uh, everyone like you got to get off to a good start in the NHL now and uh, and I think we're already starting that with our main group uh, and and get that energy and get them to know each other and, uh, and I think being in practicing every day together they're they're on the ice together they get to know each other and uh, and I think that's important more so now than it was uh, 10 20 years ago. There we go, Kurt Muller from the uh, Envision Custom Renovations Hot Stove Lounge post game show last night with Derek Wills, Pat Steinberg, and Peter Labardius. After a four nothing loss, but interesting his his uh, rationale for coming to Calgary and working with Daryl Sutter and and kind of his his role with the team. And when you look at a guy that's, uh, I mean that playing resume, 
Logan is is fantastic. Pat referenced it, you know, over 1,300 games played, 357 goals, 602 uh, assists. I mean, he was amazing, 127 uh, uh, playoff games as well. And And he's just been one of those career hockey guys. You know, he had some... Head coach with Carolina did a lot with with Montreal and and maybe got painted with a brush with everybody when they made the changes there because I think they really liked him there. But um, I, I I'm I'm really intrigued to see his personality just from hearing him and and knowing you know the interviews that I've seen over the years. His personality seems so much different than Daryl Sutter's, and that's by design, right? You, you have a different different set. You can't have all the same guy in the same room. And I think this is just going to be exactly what this team needs a, a different kind of voice he kind of reminds me of of the role that mark tangelina plays in this organization except he played it in montreal one of those guys that's been around for so long because he has this vast hockey knowledge and can relate to the players on a lot of different levels and sometimes that supersedes coaching staffs and that's kind of what martin jelen has done here in calgary it hasn't mattered over the last couple of the years who the coach has been the organization sees value in somebody that's been a part of the team before, understands these players, and and goes on. And I think that inevitably, when if you know if or when Martin Jelena finds a different role, it'll be similar to Kirk Muller. Another organization would love to have that same sort of guy come into there and be a different voice and be a sounding board to guys uh, separate from the head coach. And there's value in that. And you made point of it. And that I think it's the most important one in all of this. He's different than Daryl Sutter. That coaching staff is not replicas of Daryl Sutter. Kale McLean is not Daryl Sutter. Ryan Huska is not Daryl Sutter. And Kirk Muller is not Daryl Sutter because you can't run a coaching staff all with the same guys, the same ideas. You need to be able to bounce things off. Yeah, because your players aren't all the same No, exactly. And how you relate to guys is different. And I I think having guys like Kirk Muller in the organization are are huge benefits uh, because they are so respected in those circles that even though he's not a longtime Calgary guy and he's still getting used to it here, the players understand, look, this is a guy that's been around for a long time. He knows what he's talking about. He's an NHL guy through and through and has lived it from playing to coaching. You know, I think the, I think guys value that a ton, Cal, and I think yeah. to have that different voice in the locker room makes all the difference. And I think he's going to be able to handle the pressure because he's he knows if Montreal is a crazy hockey market and he played it and he coached there and and thrived in there for the most part, had, had mm-hmm. a lot of good success there too. So that'll be interesting to see. How and just because you don't stick on with Montreal forever doesn't mean that you were a failure. Sometimes no, you not, need not to change in the NHL coaching world. No. Yeah, it's not, it's not like that at all. Uh, what I'm fascinated about is how how things are going to be on the farm team with with the Stockton Heat. Mm. And I know we're going to have to find a, our connection here on Hockey Central, somebody that, uh, I don't know who the play-by-play is going to be this year, but find out somebody that can kind of give us a scoop on what's happening with, with the, um, the philosophy down there. Because I, I think Mitch is going to be a guy that's... Um, like there won't be any days off with him. He he seems a little bit more like, like a taskmaster. Master, uh, I'm curious to see what the guys are gonna what you know, what the team is gonna be like, what's gonna be like playing there, how guys develop. It is gonna be interesting, and I think that you got a little bit of an insight to it during rookie camp when Mitch was doing some of the media veils, because uh, as usual for the rookie games, the Stockton Heat head coach runs them. It's been. 
uh, Kale and, and Ryan and Huska in different capacities the last couple of years. But you started to get a little insight from Mitch as to what it was. And Mitch has said a number of times his goal and their goal in Staunton is to prepare guys as best they can. So when they get that call from Brad or they get that call from Daryl, they are 100% ready and prepared to jump to that NHL level without missing a beat. Yeah. And that's not, it's easier said than done. No, yeah. You and draft all the players yeah. you want, have all the draft picks you want. I don't care. They were this, they were that. How he relates to a Connor Mackey who's on the fringe. Uh-huh. Is it a, a situation where he has an Oliver Shillington there, a guy that's, you know, a be all, end all guy at the AHL, but struggles to put that into perspective at the NHL level? And, you know, all those different relationships, the Stockton ones are sometimes more, I think, the AHL relationships must be vastly more complicated because you're dealing with everything from teaching guys how to be pros on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis to guys like Oliver Shillington, who's played pro hockey for almost 10 years and wants so badly to be out of here on a day-to-day basis and be in Calgary and, and do all of that. I think it's so important for your organization and those relationships. You have to balance so many different things, right? Yeah, the AHL, I think, tends to weed people out. As, I'd, I'd uh, yeah, say it's so, sort of yeah. sort of cruel in some ways, but it really does weed people out. Hey, for the first time ever, Canada Sports Hall of Fame is bringing the Order of Sport Awards to all Canadians. The class of 2020-21 will officially be inducted into Canada Sports Hall of Fame and will receive the Order of Sport, Canada's highest sporting honor. The 65th Order of Sports Awards will stream live coming up on Sunday, and uh, this is pretty cool. Let's celebrate those who achieve greatness both in our community and the world of athletics. Uh, here's how you figure this out. You go to orderofsport.ca slash tickets to get your free tickets today. If you missed that, you can just go to our website. We'll have the events there, orderofsport.ca. We'll, uh, we'll put a little bow on what we saw last night, tee up the big show and tee up the game tonight as it's Flames Radio again from uh, Abbotsford, so we'll do that on Hockey Central. Start with Ottawa, Ridley Gregg. He scored a great goal last night uh, in that Winnipeg-Ottawa game, if you might have caught highlights this morning. Uh, But he also left the game yesterday, a five-minute major and a game misconduct for uh, cross-checking on Winnipeg's Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, He'll have a hearing with player safety for that incident today. Same with Washington's Dylan McElrath. Uh, He'll have a hearing today for an illegal check to the head uh, that he gave to the Bruins' Stephen Fogarty last night so a couple of guys could be uh starting the season missing a few games and that's always tough when you're you're trying to make a team you're trying to make an impression uh jumping on the phone with your gm and your agent to talk to player safety probably yeah that's not not the uh, right impression not a great first impression to do that but also you want to want to prove it's funny rhett was talking about his his first preseason game and how nervous he was and you know when you know the first thing he had to do was get into a fight and all that kind of stuff. But he says it's, there's just so much going through your mind as a, as a young guy because you know you're not going to get a lot of chances to to prove it. So I, I get that, and that's maybe not a surprise that we're going to see some of that stuff. What else do we got going on? Uh, the New York Rangers announcing that Henrik Lundqvist, number 30, will be retired this year, January 28th, uh, 2022, so just in the new year there. Uh, of course, Lundqvist, the longtime member of the Rangers, mm-hmm. uh, was set to play last year with Washington, but had that heart condition pop up, if you'll remember, Kelly. Uh, didn't play last year at all for the Capitals. We saw a few games with him getting some practices in, but never actually suits up for the Capitals. Uh, announced his retirement this offseason. So one of the greats of all time. Uh, probably one of the greatest goaltenders to never win a Stanley Cup, I'd say. Uh, we'll have his number enshrined in Madison Square Garden, and you know that's going to mean a lot to him. 
you've made it in New York when your number hangs up at yeah. MSG, and that'll and he, be a and he's such day. a quintessential New York it's Ranger, likable guy, just loves New York, and and one of those guys that it's it's such a fun backstory when you hear about it was damn near a, a dart throw for the for the Rangers when they were picking them mm. because they were down to it was the, the, the draft was here actually yes, in was. Calgary. And it was like, oh, oh we need a goalie. Well, what about this guy? Yeah, it was a good it was a good pick, as it turns out, obviously. So <laughs> yeah. good for him. And, and, you know, the Rangers will do it upright, and that'll be emotional for him and his family to see. And, um, yeah, I, he's, he's one of those guys that it'll be interesting to see what he does in his post-hockey life because uh, he has been front and center. He's very comfortable in the media and the spotlight. So that's one of those guys. It happens so often, Kelly, but I'm kind of glad I didn't see him in another jersey. You yeah, know, it happened. I know it's business and it happens every year, but yeah, he's a he's a ranger. I don't want to see him in a Capitals jersey or yeah. something else. It just kind of ruins the luster of it all. I'm glad he never did, really. Yeah, it's going to be strange uh, in these parts when we see. Uh, we won't see it Wednesday, I don't think. But when uh, number five mm. struts around the Saddle Dome with uh, that goofy uniform, <laughs> I don't know. So that is weird gonna, last night seeing those highlights, eh? Yeah, a little little strange for sure as and, the Kraken got going. Yeah, and lastly, uh, Elliot Friedman, our own uh, from Fridge from Hockey Night in Canada, Sportsnet reporting that uh, our trade deadline for this NHL season, March 21st, uh, free agency still not on Canada Day. Cal, uh, for your future plannings <laughs> of how everyone will work that day, uh, free agency set to begin July 13th. 2022. So Steinberg and Nalt can have a candidate day off. So I guess can... so. Yeah, you can save them up for the 13th. Okay. Well, enjoy your candidate day, boys. I'll be interested. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It'll be during Stampede, I bet. So that'll be uh, that'll mm. be interesting. So 21st of March is your uh, is your trade deadline. Interesting. Like there's going to be a lot of stuff jammed in March. March you... is madness. Yeah, it is just all kinds of stuff going on. Flames have a ton of home games in March. You know, you're coming off the Olympic break there. My goodness. And actually, as, we, as we're as we talking here, I should give We just got the full list of critical dates this season. Yes. So you got your trade deadline March 21st, your last day of the regular season, barring any sort of complications throughout the year. Last day of the regular season, April 29th. Playoffs begin May 2nd. They will end. Last possible day for the playoffs to end begins June 30th. So May 2nd to June 30th at the latest will be our NHL mm. playoff window next year. Uh, and then, of course, we can get into the buyouts, the draft, July 7th and 8th in Montreal. Okay. Interesting. No expansion draft this year, so we don't have that. No, we don't have to worry about that. No, Messing around with that. It's just free agency in the amateur draft. And the amateur draft will be in Montreal in person. That is the plan. That's the plan this year. Yeah. That will be uh, interesting. So, yeah, there's a few games to look at. Flames again in, in Canucks or with, versus the Canucks. As the uh, Vancouver's moved their AHL affiliate to Abbotsford, and of course that will be familiar to people I- around here because the Abbotsford Heat were the Flames farm team for a while. And Pinder's old stomping grounds. Yeah, strangely enough, uh, you know your arch rivals didn't draw that well, um, but that's unless they were playing the uh, the, the Canucks, Canucks team, farm yeah. team, and then it was it was fine. I went to a couple games there; it was a really nice spot. It's so. Kind of a strange. De- I understood the decision making process there. Money talks in you're, that situation. Yeah, you're talking yeah. about they gave you an offer that you couldn't yeah. refuse, so you almost had to take it. But I, I Pinder talks about some of the uh, the crazy road trips, and it was <laughs> it was didn't make sense. New, no. 
Uh, well, it's still time for us to get out of here. Also, Monday Night Football, unfortunately, we can't, can't have two things at once. We'll just remember when we, uh, when we were talking about, like, who had the best potato chip or chocolate bar during the <laughs> lockdown of everything. So it's good that we have sports. So this is one of those things. We'll keep you updated. I know Pat will keep you updated with uh, as the scores as they come in. But the, uh, the Eagles in Big D to take on the Dallas Cowboys. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, I think the Eagles, I, I'm, I'm interested to see if, if that first game was a bit of a, was a bit of a fluke, uh, for Jalen Hurts, or maybe he is kind of the next big thing. Well, I, I don't know. I've seen a little bit of both from that guy. You will see. He certainly gives you all the makings of, uh, a great quarterback at times and teases you that he's the next guy for the Eagles, but there were talks in the off season where they interested in perhaps picking up Deshaun Watson, so maybe they weren't as sold on him. Uh, it's tough in the NFL. You have to almost be ready to go from the beginning. you got to get off to the ground running or else the clock starts ticking on you because coaches and GMs have to worry about their own seat. They don't have time to let you develop all the time. And a uh, high draft pick like Jalen Hurts, you expect results right away in the NFL, right? So. Uh, Turns out playing quarterback is not easy. No, apparently, yeah, apparently yeah. there's a little bit more to it. So yeah. we'll see. This could be a good one. Could be a high scoring one. Could be a, a low scoring one. These division matchups are always fun to watch, though. Yeah, uh, especially when that division's so wide open. So, and um, yeah, I guess the Stampeders get back at it after their bye week. They'll take on Saskatchewan, in which will be a. Hey, the CFL kicks off tomorrow, Kel. Aren't you excited? Yeah, there's a Tuesday night game. Is, is it Edmonton, Ottawa? Is that what's happening? Uh, I believe so. I think that's yeah, the it game. Is. It's Edmonton at Ottawa. Okay, so that's interesting. Woo! But uh, yeah, so I mean, it'll be it'll be rowdy when whenever you get Saski and, and Calgary at McMahon, it should be kind of fun. Are you saying that there's a propensity for Riders fans to show up at McMahon Stadium? Oh, by the way, uh, you're you're welcome, BC that. Lions, for selling out your uh, stadium. So. Uh, Yes, it should be fun. Uh, so we'll kind of we'll rev that up as as we get along or further. Stamps reports will be back this week, by the way. Oh. As you guys are uh, anxiously awaiting with the stamps on a bye week last week, we gave Matt the week off to not report on anything. It just got him to do his real job. Yeah, just his normal job. So yeah, uh, but they'll the be back stuff. this week as they get ready for that game on Saturday. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We are uh, we're busy. We've got the show on Wednesday out in uh, beautiful Canmore. So we have that going on. Looking forward to that as it's can golf. We'll have uh, the boys and the winners out there. It should be kind of fun. But also on Friday, uh, we continue our uh, back in YYC. And uh, this time, the boys will be at the Cat and Fiddle. And that'll be uh, a lot of fun. It's right there on 16th Avenue. Uh, They can talk about Trivia Tuesdays, Wing Wednesdays, Live Music Fridays, Karaoke Saturdays. Uh, They always have a good time down there where good times and good food come together, featuring 16 screens with sound for your favorite sporting events. That's the cat and fiddle, so we'll do that. And we got a game that night, too, so we're going to have to be, uh, you know, doing our thing, making sure we're ready to go. So, Are you saying we're going to be timed out well? Yeah, well, look, I think I, I want everyone to note this, that uh, once I kind of throw it to commercial, yeah. we're going to be on time. Like the big show, once you do your update, yeah. we're going to be on time. Here we go. Wow. In three, two, one, big show is next. <laughs>